Good morning, everybody. Um, today is November the 1st, Monday. And this morning, Shemad Bhagavatam class is about um, chapter 10. I'm sorry. Uh, Canto 1, chapter 11, text 2. The title of this chapter is Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. Before we read, uh, we'll chant uh, Jai Radha Madhava uh, to beg for the blessings of Guru Krishna and the Vaishnavas and Sri Krishna, uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sri Nityananda Prabhu. Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Adi Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari. You know how to play? Cortos? Gopi Janavalava. Girivara Dari. Gopi Janavalava. Girivara Dari. Yasoda Nandana. Rajajana Ranjana. Yasaranandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjaviyari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Janavala Girivara Dari Gopi Janavala Girivara Dari Yasara Nandana Raja Janaranjana Yasara Nandana Raja Janaranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Adi Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Adi Gopi Janavalava Girivara Dari Gopi Janavalava Girivara Dari Yasoda Nandana Raja Janaranjana Yasoda Nandana Raja Janaranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gaur Pramandi Hari Hari Bo Rantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.
Shri Gurudev Ki Jai, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Prabhu, please repeat. Thank you. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay. I was singing both uh, parts of Jayarada Madhava because no one was here to sing. And normally I would not sing both parts. I would wait for the other one to respond. But there was no response. So I sang both parts. And my name's Kunti Mataji. What is your name? Deepak. Really nice you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, I know there's other devotees out there listening. and uh, But if there is anyone in the building that has five or ten minutes, would you please come into class? Um, we would love to have your personal association, and really it's all about support. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Hare Krishna. Okay. So today's verse... Um, A little bit abbreviated class here. I'm not singing all the invocation prayers because I've got to go babysit at 9 o'clock. All right. Um, Sa'u chakase Dava lo daro Daro Piru Kamasya Darashona Shanima Dadmayamanaha Karakanja Sampute Yatabja Kande Kalahamsa Uchvanaha Sauchakase Davalo Taro Taro Sauchakase Davalo Taro Taro Perfect Deepak. Deepak, right? Thank you. Deepak Prabhu. Hirukamasya Darashona Shonima Dad Maya Mana Karakancha Sampute Yatab Jakande Kalahamsa Uchvanaha Da Uchakase Davalo Daro Daro Hirukamasya Darashona Sonima Dadmaya Mana Karakanja Sampute Yatabja Kande Kalahamsa Utsvanaha Uchakase Davalo Daro Daro Purukamasha Darashona Sonima
Tadmayamana Karakancha Sampute Yatab Jakande Kalahamsa Uchvanaha Please chant by yourself the whole verse. Da uchakase davalo daro daro. Yurukamasya dara shona sonima. Dadmayamana karakancha sampute. Yatab jakande kalahamsa uchvanaha. Want to try? Okay. Good morning. <clears throat> word for word. Saha. That. Uchakase. Became brilliant. Devala Udara. White and fat bold. Daraha. Kankshel. Api, although it is so, Urukamasya, of the great adventure, Adarashuna, by the transcendental quality of his lips, Shonima, reddened, Dadmaya Manaha, being sounded, Karakancha Sampute, being caught in the grip of the lotus hand. The lotus hand. It's actually being caught by the grip of the lotus hand. The grip of the lotus hand. Yataha. As it is. Abjakande. By the stems of lotus flowers. Kalahamsaha, ducking swan. Uchvana, loudly sounding. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Srila Prabhupada. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasadaya Patale, Srimati Tamal Krishna, Go Swami Iti Namine, Jashila Ritavija Swami, Jashila Prabhupada. The white and fat bold conch shell being gripped by the hand of Lord Krishna and sounded by him appeared to be reddened by the touch of his transcendental lips. It seemed that a white swan was playing in the stems of red lotus flowers. Please repeat. The white and fat bold conch shell conch shell being gripped by the hand of Lord Krishna and sounded by him, appeared to be reddened by the touch of his transcendental lips. Reddened by the touch of his transcendental lips. It seemed that a white swan
was plain in the stems and the stems of red lotus flowers. The white and fat bold conch shell being gripped by the hand of Lord Krishna and sounded by him appeared to be reddened by the touch of his transcendental lips. It seemed that a white swan was playing in the stems of red lotus flowers. Purport. The red of the white conch shell, the redness of the white conch shell due to the lip touch of the Lord is a symbol of spiritual significance. The Lord is all spirit and matter is ignorance of the spiritual existence. Factually, there is nothing like matter in spiritual enlightenment. <clears throat> and the spiritual enlightenment takes place at once by the contact of the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna. <clears throat> the Lord is present in every particle of all existence. And he can manifest his presence in anyone by ardent love and devotional service to the Lord. Or in other words, by spiritual contact with the Lord, everything becomes spiritually reddened like the conch shell in the grip of the Lord. And the Paramahamsa, or the supremely intelligent person, plays the part of the ducking swan in the water of spiritual bliss, eternally decorated by the lotus flower of the Lord's feet. Ama gena tamarendasya, gena gena shalakaya, chakshurun militam gena, tasma shri gurve namaha. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances at the dust of his lotus feet. So, um, we see the conch shell on the altar all the time. And some of them are small. And some one of them is really fat. We have one that's really fat. And if it's caught properly, it's quite loud. And we have a couple pujaris in particular that know how to sound it. Um, Sudhir Krishna, in, in case in point, uh, Sudhir Krishna Prabhu can sound that conch shell very loudly. And when he does, it's so wonderful. And in Mayapur and Vrindavan, the Pujaris, uh, when they sound that conch shell, everybody knows that Krishna is calling. And in fact, whenever we heard the conch shell, when I first joined the society, this international society for Krishna consciousness, the common response is, Oh, Krishna's calling. Let's go. <laughs> so we heard the conch shell and we would stop whatever we were doing and go to RT. And everyone would do that. We would just stop whatever we were doing, cleaning, cooking, taking care of kids, whatever. Let's go to RT. So we would go to RT. And by doing that, we actually are responding to the loving call of Lord Shri Krishna. So that's the, that's a, a one of the many unlimited glories of the Lord's sounding of his transcendental conch shell. So when the devotees sometimes sound the conch shell, sometimes, well, due to COVID, 
preventing the spread. Um, the, the most current occurrence now is, is to tap the conch, which is acceptable. Because if you listen, you'll hear. When, they, when the pujari taps the conch properly, it makes a small little toot. It goes poof, 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 like that. So that's also blowing the conch. Um, so the devotees are just um, practicing the uh, art of cleanliness by not putting it to their mouth. Uh, however, um, Mother Chandravali has given instructions that if anybody does blow the conch shawl, Chandravali Mataji said to please wash it in warm soapy water. So he put it in the tub in the sink and put soapy warm water and, and swirl it around and go through all the crevasses and the mouthpiece. And so that keeps it clean, it keeps it very clean. So when you hear the conch shell blowing, a lot of devotees say, well, that's just the pujari blowing that conch. Actually, it's Sri Krishna blowing that conch. And a lot of people would say, no, 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 it's just the pujari. No, it's Sri Krishna. And Sri Krishna, through the disciplic succession, is actually blowing that conch. <laughs> so, and here's me. I was late for greeting uh, and almost missed Guru Puja. So the conch was blowing and I couldn't get out of the house. Um, probably the worst um, quality of, of my service is lateness. And it is a anartha. And I really wish I can work on that more and more and I need your blessings. So, um, but anyway, going back to the glories of Sri Krishna's conch shell, it's beautiful. It's white. And what does it look like? When you look at it from the side, it looks like the neck of a swan. So when a swan gets in the water, it loves to play in the lotus flower stem. Why? Because there's nourishment. The, the root of the lotus puts out a nice little covering and the swan goes and nibbles that root. He just nibbles it. He doesn't uproot the, the, the lotus. He, the swan just nibbles it. You know, takes a little nibble here and there and here and there and gets some nourishment. And so Srila, Srila Prabhupada is comparing that, um, to the supremely intelligent person the Paramahamsa plays the part of a ducking swan in the water of spiritual bliss, eternally decorated by the lotus flower of the Lord's feet. When I first read that, I thought, this is really the goal of Krishna consciousness. So our goal is to be like that ducking swan and always taking advantage of the glories of the Lord's lotus feet. The redness of the white conch shells due to the lip touch of the Lord is a symbol of spiritual significance. So when the conch shell is put up to the lips, the transcendental, beautiful, gorgeous, curvy lips of the Lord, then if you look at the conch shell, it's got a redness at the top, like an effulgence. So it's, it enhances the beauty of the conch shell. Anything Sri Krishna touches, it becomes enhanced and beautiful. So that's like the chanting of Hare Krishna. By chanting Hare Krishna, 
our spiritual consciousness becomes uncovered. It's not that you're introducing something new. Deepak Prabhu, you're not introducing something new. What you're doing here in Krishna consciousness, you're remembering. This is already inside of you. So the process of chanting Hare Krishna and everyone who's out there knows who's chanting Hare Krishna, that it's a question of uncovering that dormant love that's already there. It's already there. It's just like they have a, a saying with CBD oil. It's such a big craze and has been a craze for the past 15 years or so. So CBD oil the the without the THC is a tonic. So no THC for intoxication. It is a tonic for what? Arthritis, sleeplessness. There's so many different things that it helps. But the the marketing slogan is you already have receptors for it. You have receptors in your body for this. If you've ever had any ganja before, the receptors are already there. So the same thing. If we, since we already have the dormant love, pure love of Godhead inside of us, the receptor is already there. And so if we chant Hare Krishna, what happens? Just like a lotus flower, the heart begins to open, not close. Sometimes it's like a bud that refuses to open, <laughs> like me, like mine. <laughs> I refuse to open. But anyway, I'm trying by the grace of Guru and Krishna and chanting my rounds and uh, taking shelter of the lotus feet of their instructions to to allow that heart to open up. Really, it's just allowing it to happen. So, Srila Prabhupada goes on, the Lord is all spirit and matter is ignorance of the spiritual existence. Actually, there's nothing like matter in spiritual enlightenment. And this spiritual enlightenment takes place at once by the contact of the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna. I'll read that again. Factually, there's nothing like matter in spiritual enlightenment, and the spiritual enlightenment takes place at once by the contact of the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna. The Lord is present in every particle of all existence, and he can manifest his presence in anyone. How many times have you had one of the Gurukul kids come up to you and say, are you thinking about Krishna now? I am. I've had quite a few of them do that. And I come up, I look at them and say, who are you? <laughs> who are, what, what great sage are you? And I, I would be thinking that and I'd say, thank you. Thank you for reminding me about Lord Sri Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. And we would say the mantra together. And they'd run off and play or they'd run off and go to school or run off to go see their mom or dad so or their brother or sister. And so that's the, the beauty of training in Krishna consciousness. It's It's training us to remember that dormant love inside. Material consciousness means to squash that. Um, and some unfortunate 
I guess, materialistic religions. The children are torn away from their mother, male or female, at a very early age, four going on five, five going on six. They're torn away, and they're taught that women are trash. That's what they're taught. They're taught to hate their mother. And they base their life and religion on that. So that is the prime example of squashing or snuffing out or putting out or denying or ignoring our dormant love for God. A devotee doesn't hate anyone. A devotee sees everyone as part and parcel of Krishna. A devotee does not raise their son or daughter to think that way, to hate anyone based on their bodily designation. That is religion in the mode of darkness. That is a dark religion. And Sri Krishna defines that in the Bhagavad Gita. Three modes of material nature. They're very clearly defined. The divine and the demoniac natures are also defined. You've read Deepak Prabhu? Bhagavad Gita, as it is? Nice. So you know what I'm talking about. So Srila Prabhupada defines all of it. So... By ardent love and devotional service to the Lord, or in other words, by spiritual contact with the Lord, everything becomes spiritually reddened like the conch shell in the grip of the Lord. And the Paramahamsa or supremely intelligent person like Srila Gurudev, Srila Prabhupada, Srila Ratapaja Swami, Srila Giriraj Swami, and all the advanced Vaishnavas that we are in constant contact with, we know these supremely intelligent persons by their nature. They play the part of the ducking swan in the water of spiritual bliss, eternally decorated by the lotus flower of the Lord's feet. And then to close the class, I'm going to read about a couple pieces here in Krishna book about the glories of the lotus feet of Krishna. And there, if you go to your Krishna book and look in the index under Krishna, um, mine is on page 952, um, but um, yours will probably be on another page. This is a, a European printing edition, uh, very rare. So you might not have this one. But if you just look under Krishna and then Lotus Feet, Okay, here it is. There are, it's, uh, listen to all the categories. Lotus feet of Krishna in relationship to Akura, in relationship to the lotus feet of Krishna being bare, like worried about the thorns pricking his soft lotus feet, bare lotus feet. And there's a sweet story Mother Yashoda made 
shoes, chapals for Krishna one time. Um, what did Krishna say? Mataji, if you are making chapal for me, you have to make chapal for all the cows. All the cows. Every one of them. Because I will not wear the chapal if the, if the, if the cows do not have. So what did Mother Yashoda do? She made chapal for all the cows. Every single one. And there are millions of them. So because it's Mother Yashoda, she could do that. Then here's his lotus feet as the boat of liberation. His, she looked, Krishna's lotus feet as the Brahmana's wives surrendered to them. She Krishna's lotus feet in the, in the pastime of Lord Brahma washing them. She Krishna's lotus feet as cited as the goal of the Vedas. She Krishna's lotus feet as the devotee's desire. She Krishna's lotus feet as devotees remember. She Krishna's lotus feet as the dust from and then the dust of Krishna's lotus feet. The earth relieved by Shri Krishna's lotus feet. As final object of worship, Shri Krishna's lotus feet. Shri Krishna's lotus feet being glorified by the description of the footprints. Shri Krishna's lotus feet as the result of forgetting them and what happens when we forget them. Shri Krishna's lotus feet, freedom from trouble via Shri Krishna's lotus feet. Shri Krishna's lotus feet is the source of Mother Ganges. It goes on and on. I mean, this is a, quite a long page here, but I'll just read the first <laughs> line. Shri Krishna's lotus feet as the residence of the goddess of fortune. Shri Krishna's lotus feet as the residence of good fortune. Shri Krishna's lotus feet as the gopis are constantly in anxiety about them. And then gopis ask shelter from the lotus feet of Krishna. The gopis hold the lotus feet of Shri Krishna. The gopis massage the lotus feet of Krishna. Govardhan Hill and the lotus feet of Krishna. Shri Krishna's lotus feet held by Bahulashva and held by Bali Maharaj, and held by the gopis. Shri Krishna's lotus feet and the Kaliya snake, how he was subdued by the dashing of Shri Krishna's lotus feet on his heads. The king surrendered to the lotus feet of Shri Krishna, and the kings here are the ones who were stolen by the demon Jarasandha. And Jarasandha he had actually stolen all of the of the kings and imprisoned them. And so they sent a messenger. Please, dear Lord, there is no other shelter than your lotus feet. And Sri Krishna immediately came as soon as possible. And he did rescue them. Then five more. Sri Krishna's lotus feet in relationship to the kumkum powder. From his lotus feet. Then his lotus feet being the source of all liberation. The markings on his lotus feet. 
The meaning of his lotus feet is on page 30. The meditation on his lotus feet and then what happens when we neglect to worship his lotus feet. And so if you just look in that index, so what we'll do is look at the markings and then just meditate on the markings and then I'll end the class. 157, here we go. <laughs> this is in the chapter of subduing Kaliya, serpent. And isn't the mind like Kaliya serpent? So keep dashing it with the sound of the holy name. <laughs> Allow Sri Krishna to dash the mind with his beautiful sound. Okay, so here we go. The first sign on Lord Sri Krishna's lotus feet is the lotus flower. Do you know the rest of them? What else is on Sri Krishna's lotus feet? Hey. What what is on Sri Krishna's lotus feet? Achuta Govinda. Achuta Govinda. Okay. Thank you. And what else is on his lotus feet? Umbrella. What else? Elephant goad. Chakra. Uh-huh. Gada. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's one more. Thunderbolt? No. Flag. No, flag. Flag. Okay, we got it. Jai. Grantaraj Shriman Bhavitam Ki Jai. Thank you, Chita Govinda. Okay, any questions, Prabhu? All right, thank you so much for coming. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Hare Bhav.